0: This is the American Real Estate Show, and I'm your host, Tristan Almada. This show is an experience that happens typically through YouTube and plays into Facebook. Now it's a podcast. So this is where you're gonna learn what the latest news is about real estate so you stay informed and you can make better decisions because at the end of the day, I mean, the American dream is still alive. Let's go. Let's talk about the housing prediction For 2022, I've got my crystal ball here somewhere. I just don't know where I placed it, but let's talk about these four things. And I wrote these out for you. Number one, we're gonna be talking about the demand. Where's it going? Number two, buyers, are there going to be more or less? I mean, look at the interest rates. Number three, home prices, are they gonna continue to go up, down? What the hell's gonna happen to them? And number four, foreclosures. Man, that is a hot word in every market. But let's talk about these things. And I want to start off with one article. I've got a whole bunch of articles for you on this one. I did some good research. I will put all of them into the YouTube video, and that'll be probably in a couple of hours as well. But let's start with the first article I've got for you. This one is from our friends over at Redfin Housing Market Update. Let's take a look at the highlighted area. I zoomed in a little for you. I'll probably zoom in a little bit more. Here we go. So Redfin's home buyer demand index fell for the first time since June. What does that mean? Well, roughly one in eight sellers cut their list price during the four weeks ending as of what, like three, four days ago. That's, that's interesting to note because the one thing we can tie to that specifically is the interest rates going up. And if you want to take a look at something that's even cooler for me, 3% of listings had price drops. Now, Here's something to watch though. On this graph, let me zoom in for you so you can see it better. You notice in 2020, the blue one, well, sorry, the gray one, and then 2021, the blue one, right? Notice when the listings priced their homes for less and less, had little price drops. It was during the month of August, September, right? Look at my little uh, mouse over here. October, November. That's when the prices started dropping. Why? Because that's when typically homes, they go through the summer and they didn't sell. They're like, oh man, we overpriced our home, right? That's why. Now look what's happening over here though. All of a sudden, listing homes drop their price early. What the hell's going on? The only thing we can attribute to this is the interest rates going up. And so number one is the demand, the housing demand is going to continue to go down as long as interest rates continue to remain high and continue to go up. That's number one. Now, I'm not saying there's going to be a crash. I want you to use the data that I'm showing you so that you understand where we're heading, right? Now, number two is there's going to be less competition. That means that some of the buyers that we have right now, let me zoom out really quick. Some of the buyers that we have, there we go. Some of the buyers that are out there looking for homes, they're either going to be completely out of the market now or they're going to say, wow, you know what? We better, get, we better get going before the interest rates go up a little bit more. Now, let me show you here because I also outlined this great thing that you're going to love because I liked it. I just grabbed a, a regular mortgage calculator on Google, right? So you go to Google, just type in what did I type in? Mortgage calculator. I want to show you something that you probably didn't think about and you're going to use this. Right here, you've got monthly payments and you've got purchase budget. Let's leave the purchase budget at 250. That's okay. 250,000 with 57,000 as a yearly household income before taxes. Now that's at, see the bottom right here, credit score of 720. Now what we know is that that's a, let me check here i think the average credit score according to elite personal finance it looks like it's 716 around 2021 so it could be a little higher it could be a little lower but let's go back to this that's where we're at if we're there our interest rates are 5.869 that's with look at this that's with a monthly debt a very low monthly debt and a good down payment. Now, as soon as we start messing around with this, and we say, well, maybe my interest rate isn't as high. Maybe it's somewhere around, I mean, sorry, maybe my FICO is a little lower, like 640. Look at that, look at the interest rate on that. Holy cow, it shot up to six and a half. With a lot of people, that's where they're at. And this is one thing that we aren't talking about. Not everyone has a credit score of 720. Right, that puts you there, or even let's see what happens at seven hundred. Seven hundred pushes you over six, so that makes a big difference. And look at the payment. Look at the monthly payment on an interest rate that's five point five point seven five is a fourteen hundred dollar payment uh, on that much of a loan. And now look at the difference if we go back to where we were just a few months ago. Wow, nine hundred and eighty dollars versus. 1,400, that's a lot. And of course, the higher we go in prices, the more that's going to affect us. So what's going to happen is buyers are going to now decide, well, maybe it's not time for me to buy. Maybe I should wait a little bit more. And that's gonna soften out the market a little bit as we keep going. Remember, there is no crash happening so far. Everything looks pretty good. Now, let's get into the next one. Will home prices keep going up? That one gets a little interesting because the data I was looking up to, and this is thanks to Keeping Current Matters, which I'm going to share with you. I've got this amazing graph from them that you take a picture of this because I'm going to explain this to to you. You're going to love it. So what they did is they gathered all this data. And this is specifically from Freddie Mac. You can see the years they crossed out 1993 to 1994, just those 11 months. And then they crossed out 2005 to 2006 those those few months there because the 2005 2006 you know what happened it was an unhealthy market a lot of things were going down that we weren't even uh, knowledgeable knowledgeable about at the time right that's what crashed the market now back over here in 1993 1994 the interest rate went significantly high I mean the final rate was at nine 9.2%, we're not saying that it's gonna end up there. This is why we removed those two. Now if you take a look at the ones we didn't remove, then you have 1996, you you had the interest rate increase by 1.2%, it ended at around 8%. Look at the effect on home sales. All right, Home prices went up 2%, home sales went down a little bit. This is a span of 19 months, you had an increase in rate, of 1.81%, the final rate, right? There you go. Only 13% increase. That's massive. So what we're saying is as interest rates go up, I hope you understand what you're looking at. As interest rates go up, it doesn't necessarily mean that home prices are going to decrease automatically because there are a lot of other factors that, that, that are in play here. Specifically, there aren't enough homes still. And if there aren't enough homes for the demand, that means prices can still go up a little bit. Now I'm not talking about those people that put up their homes for sale for a crazy amount and then they want something that's not realistic. Those prices are going to come down. But when you're at market value, especially in hot cities like I showed you in the last video that we did when people are moving out of certain areas and into others, if you're in hot cities like Miami, market's not going anywhere. So mm-hmm. It's all relevant to areas as well. So pay attention to that. Now, I also wanna show you a a few other things and then we're done here. So this is not a really long one, but I wanna show you this great article here. And this one's by, Here, here's the original one. So you can see it, it's by NPR. I know some of you don't like NPR, but deal with it. It's good information on this one. Here's here's the part that I want to shift to because not a lot of us are talking about this. Prices are going to continue to go up because look what this says. A lot of my tradespeople, let me zoom in for you so you can read this with me. A lot of my tradespeople found other work, went and got retrained for new jobs in law enforcement and all sorts of jobs, says this guy. He, he He has a really good construction company. So the workforce was somewhat decimated for building homes. Right? A few years later, as Americans started buying more homes, which is happening now, building stayed below normal. That means, you know, obviously there aren't enough homes. And that slump in building continued for more than a decade, and it's still happening. Meanwhile, the largest generation, the millennials, we didn't even talk about the millennials driving this, started to settle down and buy houses. So as you read this article, you're going to find that one thing that we're missing is actual labor that that can build we're we're missing labor and sorry could you say that again i think look siri wants me to emphasize how important that is that's a that's crazy we're not talking about that part there are people out there that that we're missing for this specific thing that's to build houses there's just there aren't enough houses there aren't enough people who understand how to build houses and that's important right so the demand is going to continue to stay there that's why I wanted to show you that one. To me, that one was that one was a beautiful one. And now the other part of this is rentals. People are like, well, what's going on with rentals? Well, I'll tell you what's going on with rentals because I have one for you there too. Look at this one on rentals. Let me make sure it's the right one. Yep, it is. What to know about rising rent prices? Now, the very first thing people think about is wow, well, rent rent prices. We have all this immigration coming in from everywhere, and they're just increasing the amount of rent. No, let's 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 look at the stats. What's causing rents to rise? Right, here we go. Data Journalist says, with Rent.com, there may be two contributing factors. Here we go. When the pandemic hit, a lot of people left major cities, which increased prices in the suburbs and excerpts. We saw this. We know it's it's still happening now. But as rents fell in the core metros, people returned, including those who couldn't previously afford to live in the core metros. That's that's weird. So people came back? Yeah, that's this is what's happening all across the United States. Just like people buying homes, there are people wanting to rent and people moving back because what's happening this month and the previous month, were in April 2022. What's happening is that companies are asking their employees to come back to work. Now those people that bought somewhere else, They're like, ooh, I bought bought 50 minutes away in a quieter area away from the metro. Do I still have to go to work? Some, Some people are like, yeah, you have to come back to work. And now they're thinking, well, do I have to sell? Or what if they moved and rented? Now they have to come back and rent back. So there's still a demand there. You're gonna continue to see that demand rise. Now, what about foreclosures? People are like, well, what about foreclosures, Tristan? I've got you here too. There's two great articles. Both decent, decently, uh, recently new. Market Watch is one. Here's what they say. It says foreclosures are on the rise. Here's what that says about the h- housing market. I'm not sure that that's a very accurate title after I read the article, but here's some data. Adam Data, one of the largest data providers for housing. Adam Data Solutions revealed that lenders repossessed 2,600 U.S. properties through completed foreclosures in February. So that's two months ago, which is an increase of 70% from last year. But look at this, still down 45%. Now here's the part that I I want to read to you. And that's in this other article because there's more data. This one's foreclosures hit record low thanks to COVID relief. One thing we're not talking about is how the government stepped in and started helping out and saying, hey, guys, no more foreclosures right now. We're going through a hard time. But I wanted to know, well, how many of those are still there? right? How many? And it turns out that we have quite a few million. I think it was 2.7 million. I'm looking for it right now. Here it is. There are roughly 2.73 million mortgages either in forbearance or past due according to the Federal Reserve. That's a massive amount. Now, what happens if inflation keeps on going up and our interest rates keep on going up? Well, the good thing is Oh, here, let me switch that camera. Let me go back to this for you. Well, the good thing is that what happens is the market is going to continue now not to go up, but to go down. And people are like, well, what do you mean? Well, look, if inflation goes up and interest rates go astronomically high, we're talking about nine to 10%, which I don't think they'll go there. What happens? Can people even afford to buy? At this point, people are like, "Oh, don't worry about it, Tristan." You know why? Because when I was in, when I was back in the eighties, I, I had interest rates that were at eighteen percent, seventeen percent. I'm like, "Yeah, but how much were homes worth then?" Homes were worth how much? A hundred thousand, eighty thousand. And now to have an interest rate at ten percent, and homes are worth. 300,000, 400,000, that's getting crazy, right? So that's what I'm talking about. I don't think they'll reach that amount, but if they do, we may have a problem. So keep an eye on that. I don't think we're gonna get to that foreclosure status of where we were in 2008, 2009. It's not the same market. A lot of people have equity in their home, so they don't have to foreclose. They would just put the home on the market and sell it. So there is that. So those are my four points. I'm going to come back tomorrow with some good information on the good, the bad, and the ugly. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for tuning in.